you know, we got to get rid of the, the bad, the really bad, the jump pass. The first, the first one was a great play by Trufant. He, he, he obviously studied the tape. That's one of our go-to plays uh, in that formation. So he just undercut it. James might need to see the, the color. He was looking the safety off, trusting Mike to be crossing his face. And, and just – but the jump pass, no, we can't have that one. We just can't have it. Normally, if you turn it over twice, you don't win that early. But uh, we were able to overcome it, you know. And um, But, yeah, I, I think – that's the best communication we've had on defense all year. All that time those guys, especially those young guys, are putting in uh, really showed up in this game. I mean, we were tight coverage. Our, our, they, they studied it. They knew where the, what was happening. You know, they, they, they were anticipating maybe for the first time that I saw young guys. I, they knew what was coming, and, and they played it well. But we're about 28-28, run pass. And if, if you're in a game with that, you're going to have a chance. You know, you're going to have a chance. Um, that gave them a first down. Was that his best game, you think? Overall? Oh, by far. Yeah, I mean, he was, he was all over the place. Run and pass. Yeah, he was, he, that was by far his best. And he's been really good all year. Welcome to the Real Bucks Talk podcast. This podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. Be sure to follow us at Real Bucks Talk on all social media platforms. I'm your host, Michael Plus, and join, as always, my co-host, Mark Ramirez. Mark, uh, the Buccaneers actually played a complete football game yesterday, and, and guess what? They won because of it. They ran the football, they played good defense, and they overcame some early mistakes to go on to a 35-22 victory over the Atlanta Falcons. They are now 4-7 and seven on the year. Uh, I'll just... I'll just open it up. Your your initial thoughts on uh, yesterday's game? I thought it was fun. It was exciting to win a game. Sure. It was. At some points, you're like, "How do we now have a bigger lead?" It feels like we've scored so much, or just the whole game was entertaining. Mm-hmm. Yes, you immediately got pissed with Jameis's first throw of the game being an interception. Then he just comes right back around with a 71 yard touchdown to Godwin. And you're like, "Holy crap! Look at that damn throw!" And mm-hmm. just the throw, the catch, in between two defenders. Everything about that was exciting. And then just, just how how good he can be, and then you see how ugly he can be as well. It's like, damn. <laughs> you want to see the good, like the Rams game all the time. And B.A. says it too. It's just how he can throw an interception like that and then how he can have the balls to throw some of the throws he has after. And even the announcers are like, holy crap, this roller coaster ride is insane. And it's true. And then even Vita Vea getting involved. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you can't <laughs> draw it up any better. That was just hilarious. But fun game. Overall, it was a win. Every every Buck fan wants to win, even though they're going to say, oh, just lose, play for a better pick. Everyone can say that, but deep down, if you're a true Buck, Buck fan, you want to win. I mean, it just feels better. I, Monday feels better. Let's just put it that way. Mm-hmm. And it was for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, 
Yeah, you want to see this team do well. You want them to have success. I think it's very important for this team to win games. Uh, it builds for uh, next year, and, and it's it's good to win. I think a lot of players, you know, in that locker room were very happy yesterday after getting that, you know, that good win against a division opponent, especially against a division opponent that has been successful over the last couple of weeks, um, beating the Saints and Panthers. So, yeah, I mean, it just shows you how good this team can be when they put together a complete game and they play smart football and, uh, you know, play aggressive on both sides of the ball. They ran the football. They didn't put everything on Jameis Winston. You know, he didn't have 50 passing attempts, and we see the formula that works. You know, you keep on under 30 passing attempts. Usually we're in, in a position to win the game or uh, have a good chance of winning, uh, and that's something they did yesterday. They got Payne Barber and Rojo involved, uh, and they used a lot of, you know, I mean, Chris Godwin just went off. I mean, he was open – throughout the game and you know they did a good job of hitting him in the seam routes and Jameis I thought did a good job of spreading the football around as well and um, you know just taking advantage of what he had um, available to him Um, yes you don't want to see the interception still you know the first pass it it was a great play by Trufant um, but it's just something you just don't want to see uh, happen and then the the pass to Dare that that just can't happen that's the bad we got to get rid of that but Overall, I, I was very impressed. I'm very happy for the defense. I think they were the really the story of the game. Defensively, they played very well. They got after the quarterback, like we said. They were going to have to. I mean, Matt Ryan was pretty much hit and, and harassed all day, sacked six times. Um, they forced some turnovers. I think we had, what, two turnovers? I think we had a couple interceptions um, that we caused. We only had one interception. One interception? Okay, that was Carlton Davis, but we dropped like several. Yeah, We should have had five interceptions. Yeah, okay, yeah. But, you know, just the pass defense. I mean, Jamel Dean, I think, obviously should be on the field from now on going forward. I mean, he had five pass breakups, same thing with Carlton Davis. So those are your two outside corners. I think most Bucks fans would agree with that. Um, Sean Murphy Bunting, I thought, did some good things. Mike Edwards again in the slot. So defensively... I mean, I was very happy with what they produced. And, um, yeah, getting Vita Vea the touchdown, mm-hmm. that was like the icing on the cake. And you always like to see fat men score. You get the fat man dance. And uh, even Ndamukong Sue scored at the end there. So uh, very, A lot of fat guys scoring. Yeah, so over 660 pounds of, of, <laughs> of uh, beef right there, uh, putting it in the end zone. Yeah, but to be honest, yeah, the, the two takeaways from this game were Chris Godwin, like you said, going off offensively and defensively, just the whole team, like B.A. said in his press conference, playing together with communication as a unit. And a lot of that goes to how good Dean and Carlton Davis were playing on the outside. Yes, they should have had five interceptions. To list them off, it was Carlton Davis before halftime. That could have been a pick six. Mm -hmm. six. It goes right through his hands. Right. Avanti David should have had a pick six. Yeah. Goes right through his hands. Yeah. Um, Jamel you, Dean. Yeah, had the one. Jamel Dean right through his yeah. hands. Yeah. And he's like, he looks back and it was completed to Calvin Ridley after right. that. Yeah. He's like, wow, the hell did that get through? <laughs> there was that one. Um, and then Mike Edwards, I think, late. Mike Edwards had one where he yeah, he he yeah. caught it and it just hit the ground. Right. Yeah. So I think that those are the four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That should have been. And then Carlton Davis is one where it was an awesome 50 50 ball. Right. But. Those will come with time. It doesn't matter. We won. Our hands were all over the ball. They were just – and what I loved the most was how aggressive they were on their man-to-man close mm-hmm. to the line of scrimmage. 
disrupting the timing that we were talking about in the preview podcast. Mike, Mike, Matt Ryan just loves timing passes. Mm-hmm. If you get him off his spot or mess up with the timing, he can't complete the ball the way he wants to. Right. And we did that. Yeah. Getting big boys in their face. And then a lot of the times they were just running, rushing four. And I loved it. I mm-hmm. mean, yeah, the Devin White blitzing twice. Again, the dude's playing out of his mind. He's playing amazing. And you t- if he keeps getting better, how good can this dude get? Mm-hmm. That's the scary thing. Yeah. Please keep getting better. Yeah, like he's that, he's that good right now. Yeah, those are all those are all fun to see. Um, I think the main thing, like the key point I put out there, is just like you said, the aggressive coverage. But these guys were playing very physical, and you could see from the start. Even if the Falcons caught the ball, they're right there making the hit. Um, so it was it was good to see that they were up in their face and they were causing disruption, getting hands on footballs, which is nice. And, uh, you know, trying to make plays like they weren't playing scared. And I think that's that was a big component early in the season where guys were just hesitating way too much, playing scared to, to make a mistake. And yesterday they, they just played loose and they went after it and they attacked the football. And now, granted, you can do that when you have a lead. But, you know, they did it from start to finish, which was which was nice to to finally see come together and guys were in the right position. They had a, they had a couple breakdowns. I mean, the first drive, the, yeah, the, 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 the one down the middle, the, the Levante again in zone coverage, not, not a good thing. Um, but yeah, overall it was, uh, it was just a fun game to, to watch. Like I said, yeah, it, extremely fun. Mm-hmm. And defensively, I mean, I, I, uh, for those who know why I put the Ndamukong Sue snippet in there, I think he's been doing great. Just he's playing the role he needs to play, and he got a sack, he got a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Like you said, fat guy scores funny. He just did well. He did everything you needed to do against the run, pocket push up front. I mean, he did. He does his job. He's not going to get the numbers that Aaron Donald gets or someone that you expect. For some reason, you expect to get ten plus sacks. He's not going to be that. Mm-hmm. But he does his role. Um, the defense, I'm just happy all around with. To be blunt, it, the biggest ones I was happy with are obviously Carlton Davis, Devin White, Vita Vea, and Sue. Barrett playing the way he's been playing all year. Nassib got a sack first game back. Awesome. And then JPP, just how happy he is for everyone. Like, mm-hmm. he's around the ball, but everyone else is eating. He's going to he's gonna get a sack. He's going to keep doing well. He's He does well every game. Right. And he's just coming back. Did he get a sack? Yeah, oh, JPP got did? a sack. Yeah, he got we a sack. We had six overall, right? Yeah, he got yeah. a sack on the uh, Indomitian Sioux touchdown. He's the oh. one who forced the fumble. That's yeah, so JPP. Yeah, Shaq, Sue, Shaq Barrett got a sack. Barrett, Vita two Bea. by Devin White and Vita Vea. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Carl Nassib got one. Yeah. Can you all believe that? Yeah. Jeez. Mm-hmm. So defensively, an amazing display. Let's go talk about the offense more in depth, and mm-hmm. then we have more to talk about Jameis later. But mm-hmm. go ahead. Just a little bit more on the offense. Well, offensively, I mean, I think it was just a good game plan. I think this is the type of game plan that they should have every week. Um, And we've talked about it for, I don't know how long it's been, Mark, but, you know, it's real simple for the Buccaneers. I mean, you, unfortunately, your quarterback, you know he is turnover prone. The best way to limit that is take the ball out of his hands. And they did that yesterday by running the football. And they ran it, you know, at – at good times, and sometimes they ran it when they shouldn't have. But for the most part, 
every first down? Well, for the most part, about. it was it was pretty balanced in how they attacked it. They even put in some draw plays. Yes. They had some different type of runs. Um, they did a lot of screens that they tried to set up. They got Rojo involved early in the check down game, which was nice. I mean, it was only I think he only had two catches, but still, it was a nice option to have. But, uh, you know, just the overall game plan of using that run game, just having it there, play action game. Jameis more in the shotgun where he's more comfortable. Uh, A lot of quick and timing passes for Jameis. You know, Jameis didn't really hold the ball long yesterday, which was good. That's the reason why the offensive line didn't give up any sacks because the ball was out of his hands. It was one, two, three, go. Um, Keeping it simple and being decisive. When Jameis is doing that, this team is is good offensively, um, but it helps when the game plan is geared towards that, and you also have the play calling behind it that uh, helps it keep it balanced, and you keep the defense off you know off balance and keep them guessing. Yeah, and that's why you heard BA mention the twenty eight twenty eight. There were twenty eight runs, twenty eight passes. Right. It ended up being thirty four twenty eight just because of the kneels and mm-hmm. just extra stuff that they did. Right. Overall, that's balance. That's what we've always been asking for. And for better term, I say handcuff Winston because if he does, if he's throwing fifty times, there's more times he has throwing interception. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he has the arm talent. It's never been the issue. It's just what he's thinking and trying to force, and that it shouldn't be forced. Right. Okay. What I guess how I'll say this: what I was most happy with, yeah. After those two, he played balls of the walls, and he didn't make any more mistakes. Even though there was two passes, one to Evans and one to Godwin later in the game, where they were very likely could have been tipped or intercepted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he still plays not scared. And that's one thing where it's like, yes, you don't want your quarterback to be scared, but would you want the opposite where they're just so terrified they always take a sack or just eat it mm-hmm. or throw it away every time? Right. So it's that's devil's advocate where it's like, do you have a the Jameis Winston or do you have a total opposite of Jameis Winston where they don't do shit? Mm-hmm. They just rely on run game. So that's a good argument for a later date. But overall, the game plan, the offense that I was so happy with, even though they messed up early, forcing the ball to, to Evans, they eventually just went solely to Godwin. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Evans gets opened up. Everyone else gets opened up because now they have to pay attention to everyone, not just double Evans all the time. Right. And we've been saying that for so damn long. That's mm-hmm. why you have these weapons to spread it around. Mm-hmm. Not just look at the one guy, even though you know he's being doubled every game. Yeah. If they the second you see that, go away. That's what I've always said. And it's I don't know if it's game plan they they did that or it's just Winston finally saying, "Forget this. I'm going the other way." And I'm going to force it to Godwin. Mhm. And he, he did at times, but the thing is, Godwin wasn't doubled, so it's going to be easy catch because he's that good of a player. Yeah. Even the touchdown Godwin had, that not the 71-yarder, but near the goal line, mm-hmm. that was a beautiful throw by Winston. It may not have looked like it, but if he throws that a little bit more to the pylon, that is either tipped or intercepted. Mm-hmm. He had to throw it towards that cornerback, and Godwin just made it a hell of a play. Right. Overall, the first quarter, he looked like an idiot. And then all of a sudden, he looks... Like the Jameis from the Rams game. Mm-hmm. Do I want this roller coaster? I think all y'all know my opinion on that, or at least to a certain extent. But in that game, he did well. And you can't knock him for that. He right. did very, very well. 
Well, I think I think the biggest key is you know early with the turnovers. I think defensively they they held their ground. Um, you know, obviously that first turnover, they I think they only they didn't allow any they points. Didn't allow yeah, they didn't yeah. allow any points. That's right. Because and then you know the second turnover that was just bad because it was right inside the the twenty, and then you know Atlanta ends up scoring. They take a ten seven lead. But then, you know, he bounces back, leads him to a touchdown drive, and then another touchdown drive. You get up 19 to 10, I believe. Um, and then, you know, you're rolling from there. And they really just – they stick with their game plan, which was good. They continue to, to run the ball. I still would like to see Rojo more involved and get him more carries, get him more over 20 touches um, per game every week. Uh, but I know you have to get Peyton Barber involved because he is still a good back, and he had some good runs. Um, in there too, especially late. Yeah. But uh, he spins so yeah. many times during his runs. It's so funny. Yeah, he he likes spinning. I mean, it works. I mean, it works at times. He gets loose, gets more yards. Um, you know, offensive line I thought did did very well. Uh, so no sacks. I I believe that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean <laughs> they did a good job. Again, it, it works when you're not passing it 51 times in a game and not always pass protecting all the time. Uh, it's it's good to get a lead, you know, early, and and that's what they did, and then they just they ran it from there and and kept it going. Uh, but you know, defensively, I mean, they were stout. Uh, that was a big key. But overall, offense, the game plan, it was it was perfect. Um, I really liked how they executed, and hopefully, that's something they just remember to see, and hopefully, continue to call in these upcoming weeks because it it can be successful if they just play smart with Jameis and not put everything on him and, and ask him to, uh, you know, be the answer for everything. That was pretty much exactly what Raymond Van Deheem said, said in our Facebook group. Mm-hmm. said, can we have the coaching staff watch the game tape over and over until it completely sinks in that the game plan they did, they followed, is proper, right. is the proper way to do it going forward. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's right. I mean, it's keep it balanced which they did, mm-hmm. and go to Godwin early, and then everyone else will open up later. Right. Even the O.J. Howard screen, yep. they targeted him on that one play. And even when they did it earlier in the game, and Winston ran it himself. Right. So, I mean, it's being smart with the football, which mm-hmm. Winston did later, and not forcing the issue. And a lot of people are like, oh, no, you, you have to scheme it for these guys. <laughs> I mean, either way, that's forcing it to a certain guy. Right. Evans played in the slot at times, mm-hmm. and that's wanting to find other ways to get him the ball. Yeah, but still, he's going to get doubled whether you like it or not. Yeah, he's it's, always bracketed. It's the fact that the Saints can do it to Michael Thomas because they have Kamara. Mm-hmm. He can run, he can catch, he can do whatever the hell you want with the ball. When Rojo's in the game, you know he's probably just going to run because mm-hmm. they're not going to force feed him the ball, throwing it to him. No. And on offense, we have Evans one, two, and three. That's how Winston is for his reads. But now, guess what? You have Godwin. If you just force it to Godwin early on, especially if he's not doubled, Evan's going to have his time with this one-on-one. Mm-hmm. It's just playing it smart, and that's what the game plan did after that intercept, the two interceptions. And it, look what happened. Mm-hmm. We won. Yep. And to, to sum it all up, I'm happy that we won, and I'm happy that you're seeing the progress. This is the stuff that you wanted to see, not just – Oh, and here comes the ship. It's going down. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to see good things moving forward for the next year. Right. Yes, Winston's interception numbers are bad, and some of the turnovers are bad. But to be honest, it's slowly starting to work. And you saw, and that's 
one thing we want to talk about now, mm. actually. And Winston moving forward and you know what? I'll let you take the okay. the mic on this one. Yeah, sure. Um take yeah. the mic, Mike. <laughs> yeah, I you know, I'm getting the feeling and, and you know, just how BA talks and I know he's very loyal, I think. You know, BA and, and Jason Light are gonna be back for next year. Um, unless they just completely fall off the rails these last couple of games, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think they're actually going to win some games here to close out and, and finish strong. But looking at it and looking at the overall big picture, um, yes, this is BA's first year. I think you're going you're gonna to at least give Jameis one more year uh, to see if he can really progress in, in year two of this offense. So I think they're going to bring him back in some shape or fashion that he's going to be back on the team. I don't know if that's going to be franchise tag or short-term deal or five-year extension. Who knows? Um, <laughs> but I, I just feel like he, he's going to be back on the team. With that being said, though, I would still like the team to go out and get a quarterback, whether that be in the draft or, or via free agency, just to have someone there in case Jameis – just it's not the guy and they finally realize that and he's just he's not the answer going forward because he's so up and down and it's just not worth the headache um uh, of it anymore you know uh so with that yeah i mean i'm liking what i'm seeing especially from yesterday i liked how he came back i liked how the game plan was but that's how the game plan has to be going forward throughout i mean if you're going to keep Jameis because it's just his mindset. It's just how he plays. I mean, he's a Brett Favre pretty much clone. I mean, he he's a gunslinger. He likes to be aggressive. I don't think you can really control that unless you take the ball out of his hands, and that's by building a strong run game, having a good offensive line, and using him in the right ways. But uh, with that, I mean, I still think you got to add a quarterback some way, you know, to the to the mix uh, going forward. Yeah. To I put it this way. It, it would be irresponsible if they didn't get an insurance policy of like either a drafted quarterback. Yeah. I'm not saying first round. Right. I wouldn't even do one first round. I'm a left tackle. Mm-hmm. Give me something that can block first. Right. Either block or get after the quarterback. Block for your quarterback in Jameis or block for the future quarterback that you draft maybe in second or third round mm. or the, the veteran you bring in to give some competition just for insurance, guys. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, everyone's so – it's a touchy subject when it comes to them. Like, again, right. it's a love-hate thing. Yeah. People love them, people hate them, but we're just trying to be playing the even field of just being responsible, okay? Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is our team. I'm not looking just for a Winston support or or just downing. Mm-hmm. I just overall want to win. And if Winston's the guy that's going to get us there, then I'll take it. And, I mean, looking at it this way, devil's advocate, I already think you just need to either get a replacement for Winston to be more dependable, but... Looking at the numbers, Carlson Palmer's first year under Bruce Arians, he had 24 touchdowns and 22 interceptions. What does that sound like right mm-hmm. now? Yeah, Jameis. Jameis has 22 touchdowns and 20 interceptions. It sounds pretty damn similar. Maybe it is just learning this offense for the first time where they're testing things and they're trying to push the ball. They're both big-armed quarterbacks, big guys. Right. Very similar. Maybe they're going through the same learning curve because it's a – push the ball deep, and then we'll figure it out as we go. But at least get in the habits of knowing the deep option, the vertical option. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? The next year, Carlson Palmer started 6-0. and He had 11 touchdowns, three interceptions, then he got hurt. 
will Jameis have a similar transition? Right. And that's probably what a lot of people are hoping for, haven't really seen, and they're hoping will happen. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, it's just to me, this is five years of a lot of staring down passes where you're like, why did you do that? Mm -hmm. Like how, like the behind Dare, Mm -hmm. it can't happen. Jumping in the air? Right. You don't think when you jump, you're like, ah, maybe I should just throw this to the ground or just fall. Yeah. No, it's that decision making just can't happen. Mm -hmm. And even. B.A. said, can't. Yeah. That bad can't happen. And then the force, first play of the damn game to Evans. Yeah, you're trusting Evans to come across, which a lot of people got mad at too. Mm. But still, first play of the game. And you yeah. see he's doubled? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, he's got a guy shaded to the outside and then, you know, Trufant's over the top playing the inside. I mean, it was likely to be picked. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that just goes to our – being hesitant as far as moving forward with Jameis because he's just so up and down. I mean, he can just have, I mean, and I know BA talked about, yeah, I don't care about his first four years cause I wasn't here and all that. And, and, and that could be true. I mean, I don't think he, I don't think Jameis has gotten the greatest coaching, um, you know, in his first couple of years, he was put in very bad situations as well. Um, just with the play calling, et cetera. But, um, yeah, I mean, going forward, I, I just I don't know. I mean, I, I still think you got to bring someone else in to to at least compete with them and push them. Uh, but you know, people have said like if if you continue to build around them, you get a better offensive line, uh, you get better tackles, get more pass protection, you run the football better. Your defense is coming along. It looks like the defensive parts are in place as long as you can you know retain some of these guys and keep them there. Uh, you might have a good mix and. But yeah, Jameis. I mean, you just never know what you're going to get with him, and that and that's that's what scares me because it is a roller coaster. I mean, one week he can throw five picks, the next week throws five touchdowns. You just don't know. And um, I don't know. I hope it. I hope in his second year, that's what he can show his progression and and have those type of numbers that Carson Palmer put up, and you know, least interceptions, and maybe that will be the case. I know B.A. is going to at least give that a shot because he is loyal to Jameis, and and uh, I think that's what we'll see. But I, I just don't know as as far as how it will play out. I mean, no one knows. It's most likely, Winston's here. Is it going to be a long-term deal? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But then again, if you get franchise him, I know this is still very early, and we're celebrating a Bucks victory, guys. Right. <laughs> but if you franchise him, that's like $25 million you're paying him. Yeah. You have Barrett, you have JPP, Nassib. You have a lot of big key factors that are on this defense that did well just this past game, mm-hmm. Dominic and Sue. Right. You're losing all those guys if you give him $25 million. Pretty much. Yeah. You just can't sign those other guys. You can't bring them all back. You probably bring back one maybe, but that's about it. So it's – do you put it all in the hands of a guy that you're saying that you need a defense, a great defensive performance, which Mm -hmm. they did six sacks, should have had five interceptions, got one, held Matt Ryan with no touchdowns. They had one rushing touchdown. That was it. You're saying you want that display every game, and then Jameis will win. (laughs) You need to have the yeah. Ravens defense from back in the day, the Bucks defense from back in the day, but still pay your quarterback $25 million. Right. Yeah. I, I don't – guys, just think about it. Yeah, I just don't see how that's sustainable. I mean, you know, especially with you're still a young defense. Yeah, they are getting better, and, yeah, they could be really good and be at least a, a top 15 defense. But, I mean, 
yesterday you're asking them to put out a top five performance every week, and that's just something I don't think they're going to be capable of, especially if you sign back Jameis. Then you're going to have more holes on defense because you can't sign everybody back. So I don't know. It, it's a tough It's a tough road to, uh, to sled with. Um, I mean, the justification is Russell Wilson clearly makes his team better. Mm-hmm. Bad O-line, he just makes the right decision. Scrambles at the right time. He just he gets sacked aware. Just, just as much. Yeah, but he makes the right calls. Yeah. Um, Drew Brees, mm. playing simple. Peyton Manning in his day. Tom Brady easily, like guys like that are justifiable to Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. Even at times, people will be like, "Oh no, he, when their defense is bad." But still, he's a one hell of a player. Look at Pat what Mahomes. It, look at what they it, didn't have a damn defense at all last yeah, year. I mean, you look at guys like. And not even like big time names now. You look at Kirk Cousins and, and Jimmy Garoppolo, what they're doing with their teams. I mean, they just. But they're not turning the ball over. No, they protect the football. And that's what I'm talking about. Like, okay. you look at those guys, they just make smart decisions. Um, and, and Jimmy G is throwing the ball a lot. Like, they don't really run the football. I mean, he had, he had over like 40 passing attempts uh, a couple weeks ago. Um, I think he had close to 40 this week against Green Bay. So, or no, he had 20. I'm sorry. But um, blew <laughs> I blew it. Yeah. But, you know, guys like that, I mean, they're just, they're playing smart with the football. Do you look at what uh, Kyler Murray is doing and, and how they're utilizing him? He doesn't have turnovers. I mean, he's protecting the football and he's still making plays. He's got no one around him. I know it's a completely different type of quarterback because he can scramble and make guys miss. But, I mean, the dude is playing smart and playing discipline. Lamar Jackson, same thing. Um, trying to think of other other guys. But the point is, like, these guys are just making the right decisions to, despite what is in front of them or around them. And Jameis just continues to be who he is, and that is it's just an up-and-down type of player. You know, it's really high when it's high. It's low, low, low when it's <laughs> low. You know, it gets real low, like all the way low. So it, it's just something you have to deal with. I mean – yeah, can it improve in year six? Maybe. But, uh, but but history tells you otherwise. Right. That's what scares me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you've seen his five-touchdown game against the Eagles, what, his second year? Mm-hmm. And just the game against the Rams. Like, there's – yeah, there's been times where, like, holy, this is – this guy's insane. Yeah. He's an all-pro guy. Can do anything with the ball. It's just the times where he just doesn't think. Right. Or he stares down a guy. That – it's scary. Because, mm-hmm. like – the, the old-fashioned statement, defense wins championships. Well, guess what? He's playing into the defense when he gives him the ball. Right. We may have a top-five defense all the time, but if our quarterback's giving way to a, a lesser defense, it's kind of hard to ask your top-five defense to stop guys constantly inside their own 20, mm. on the other side of the field. Like, right. It's a lot. And y'all act like it's this defensive performance should be a, day, a, a Sunday, every Sunday thing. It, that's unrealistic, mm-hmm. especially with how young they are. And I mean, yeah. yes, they should keep getting better, but any defense, especially with a turnover-prone co- quarterback, it's it's hard. Mm-hmm. Jimmy G's twenty and ten. I, I looked it up. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It, it, this argument's going to go on all the way into the off season. Mm-hmm. I just think he does do great things. I just think it's you need an insurance policy, whether that be like the RG3 and Kirk Cousins drafted back-to-back or yeah. not in the draft. I'm just saying like that was a cover-up mm-hmm. 
for them. And they there was a smart move eventually, but they lost their guy. Right. I just you need something. Blaine Gabbert isn't the guy. He never has been a guy. Mm-hmm. Get something. Right. We're just in case moment, right? Yeah. I mean, even whether that's the Colts trading for Jacoby Brissett, mm-hmm. right? And that that situation, they have a guy behind Andrew Luck, or Andrew Luck's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Unless Andrew Luck comes out of retirement, uh, <laughs> but hey. If, we're going to keep talking about this going into the season or off season. Yeah. But. And that's, that's the one thing I get, you know, going into these last, what is it? Five, five games left now. You know, I just hope they don't get that, that false hope of, you know, Jameis will, will start, you know, playing really well down the stretch. Like he's shown in, in past years where he, he does have a good run and he puts back, you know, back to back games of, of really good things. And it just gives you that, that little false hope. I mean, he did it to us last year. I mean, he he started playing really well down the stretch and you're like, okay, maybe he can be the yeah. guy. Like maybe he can do this. And, um, you know, we just put this around him and this around him and, and do some things differently offensively scheme wise. Maybe he can, he can figure it out and, and turn over the ball less, but it, it, it's just, you're just waiting for that game where he's going to have those four picks. I mean, it's just, it's bound to happen. And, and how do you expect, him to play, especially when, or how do you expect the team to trust him, especially going into a playoff situation? Let's say you get into a playoff situation, and then you're like, okay, he wins one, but it comes back the next week and throws five picks, and you're like, well, shit, there goes our postseason. It's like, so how do you live with that, knowing like he's just so up and down? I mean, unless they stick to the game plan that they had yesterday where they really handcuff him, I mean, maybe you can do it, but you got to have that defense to to back it up. You got to have the defense to back it up. Yeah, and then to some people that don't like that slogan of handcuffing, mm-hmm. okay, don't handcuff him, but just run a better schemed offense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Just don't put the ball in his hands all the time. Let's put it that way. Just don't force him to throw that often. Right. Because the more he throws, the more opportunities for the defense to pick it off, mm-hmm. especially down the field throws. Yep. Pick your poison of what you want to do. If you're going to attack downfield, set it up. Mm-hmm. That's what the Patriots do. We always refer to them because guess what? They do the same shit every year. And the rest of the NFL is like, oh, I didn't know it was going to happen. Right. It, it, yeah. And yes, they cheat at times. But still, mm-hmm. they're doing what they do and it works. And it's the same shit every year. But Winston's going to be here. I'm pretty sure of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, other than that, the Bucks did win. Mm-hmm. Be excited, be happy, because I know I am. Like I, deep down, I'm giddy. Yep. And then that, but that's the thing—the false hope of, oh, well, we just won this game. Now we can win this game. Now we can win this game. Right. Because like, yeah, the Jaguars game does look like a winnable game. Yeah, I mean, they've right? been outscored seventy-five to thirty since Nick Foles has been a starter. So. And then another funny argument, like you said earlier in the year, if the Bucks had won that damn Giants game. Matt Gay makes that kick. We're five and six. Yeah, we're in contention. Uh, not for the wild. I don't think we would get the wild. Well, we'd card. be very. Well, at least we'd be hoping we could be right there. Yeah, I don't think we'll get it this year because man, those wild card teams are good. They're both like eight eight wins already. So, but, but either way, I mean, yeah. there'd be hope. There would be hope. right now. You're just hoping to get better before mm. the next season. Yeah, I think the hope for this year is seven and nine, eight and eight at the best. And I think that's possible. I think they could do that, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just to wrap up the Jameis point, I think Jameis coming back in 2020, I think that's pretty much a lock. Um, <laughs> I, I, I think it is, just the way yeah. they're talking. And 
I think that's going to happen. What we got to hope is they invest in the offensive line and they get, you know, oh, yes. they get great tackles. And, and, and if you're going to be this vertical offense, you better pass protect and you'd be able to run the football as well. Um, and then just add little things to the defense here and there veteran wise. And I think they'll be just fine. I think they can win with Jameis, but if they do it the smart way, they can't, like you said, put everything on his shoulders. I mean, it's simple. I mean, yeah. They don't put everything on Brady's shoulders either. Right. Okay, guys. I mean, it's you just can't do it, mm-hmm. especially with a guy you know is turnover prone. I mean, yeah. everyone will say that too about Winston. Yep. Every coach, every fan, every player. Mm-hmm. So it's why fight the argument and just fit what he does best, mm-hmm. and don't force him to do something he can't do, which right. is throw fifty something times. Yeah. <laughs> so just keep it balanced. That's what winning football looks like. And BA mm-hmm. said it. So. Keep doing it. Right. Exactly. And other than that, Bucks win. Yeah, Bucks win. And we got the Jaguars coming up. And we've said it before, it should be winnable, but mm-hmm. we'll see. Yeah, uh, that's going to that's gonna do it for us. Uh, again, guys, thank you for uh, the questions and, and comments. Um, appreciate it. Uh, be sure to check out our Facebook group, uh, Real Bucks Talk. It's easy search. Also, check us out on Twitter, uh, Instagram, all those things. We're always uh, on there. So, But as always, everyone have a great week. Go Bucks, and we'll catch you next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Yes, happy Thanksgiving. <laughs>